here so we all know that the chargers i mean the raiders last week lost three to nothing (laughs) this week a completely different team last night so the final score i think ended up being 63 to 14 (laughs) that's nuts 63 21 it's one of the two and uh it was an offensive juggernaut beat down this is this is this is like the first. I think this is the, the most points they ever scored in Raiders history. Last night was the most points scored in the franchise history. Uh, it was the most scored points scored in an NFL game by a team like in 50 years, 30 years, something like that. Like it's it just not, and it's not going to happen again. So that's <laughs> where we're going to leave it off. I think there was about. You know, I think there was like five different guys scored touchdown last night by the Raiders. At least. I, I know uh, there was then there, there was two defensive touchdowns. So two deep Raiders defensive touchdowns. Not offensive touchdowns. There was a strip sack, a strip sack that got returned by a 90 pound, 100, 230 pound lineman from the offensive line and he took that thing to the house. Love it. It, he, he, was, he was breathing on oxygen after the end of the day. <laughs> that was one of the pick sixes. That was one of the that's one of the fumble recovery sixes. And then there was a pick six by Jack Jones, who did a defensive tackle in their own red zone and just took it off and did it. So that's where I'm gonna leave it off. And I'll take it to you, Jason, on, on if you watched the game last night and see what your reaction to score was when you woke up this morning. Nice. Well, I ended up not watching it, but I thought I heard some things about like a high score. So I'm like, what the heck's going on? So I'm glad you uh brought uh the details to light because I did hear about last week's game about how it's such a sad game to watch and how they ended up losing three to nothing and how it must have been so hard to be a Raiders fan after that game in which I was fully predicting them to win mm-hmm. but, uh it's nice that it's nice that you were you were redeemed and it's nice that it, it sounds like you essentially just won the Super Bowl so hey you know unless we went out and a million things happen we're not going to the playoffs so like, this is technically our Super Bowl if we don't make it to the playoffs, man. <laughs> All right. So your season is officially official, and yeah. Exactly. We have probably a 5% chance to make the playoffs. So we're still alive, still kicking. We're like the we're like the annoying uncle at, at a at a you know at, at a family gathering. We're having all these great old stories in the goal of the golden days, but somehow we're just still kicking and so, somehow still keep on showing up. And next thing you know, we have one great one great Thanksgiving. And uh, with all the great stories, and we'll just tell that about that one Thanksgiving for the next six years. <laughs> there. I, I ain't wrong about that. So at that about that, <laughs> they are there just to be there, which is great. Um, sweet. So yeah, that's phenomenal that they had such a great game, and uh, it's great that you're you're here to tell the tale and that you're vibing. Can't complain. <laughs> Not at all, by any means whatsoever. It's a it's a Friday now. I coming. It's you know it that after last week's game, 
which looks like absolute dog shit. And I'm taking that, I'm putting that in the best terms I could put it. Because if you watch that game, you know that was a horrible game to watch. Uh, right. And then you see the complete opposite team this year. I mean, tonight, last night, which is sort of like that la- That team last night is the team that I thought I was going to see all year long. That was the team that was like, I looked at the roster and on paper, you're like, this is what the team could do on paper. And that's what they could do to the Chargers or anyone else on paper. The reality of the situation is they haven't been able to do that all year up to last night. Until that's last angles. night. That have been squashed. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But like, I, I like to go to the scenario where it's like, it's better late than never, even though right. I wish it was earlier. Uh, right. So it's essentially like the season season has been a bug and somebody came in and stepped on that bug and it's all over the side now. Exactly. And then the, then after the person stepped on the bug, there's like a resurrection of like coming back to life after last night's game. <laughs> right. And then just like, ta freaking da. <laughs> then you know i'm going to go through I, I might go through social media later and i probably might find so many memes of like i and if there's not memes of this i'm gonna make one of literally you can just see like someone be like dead and then they'll be like i'm back <laughs> it might be too late but i'm back <laughs> come comes out like captain underpants just in here underpants and a cape like <laughs> exactly so that was sort of, that's sort of the tale of last night's game when it pertains to that, you know, it was a good, good. It was a, it was a good, solid, all work team effort. Aiden McConnell looked like a first year, looks like an All Pro last night, which is, it was an upgrade over Jimmy G. I'll give him credit for that. He's always been an upgrade over Jimmy G. But like, the reality of the situation is, he did look like an All Pro last night, and I never could, I could never imagine Aiden McConnell to do that. You know. Right. Yeah, it's definitely a, a sad situation uh, with Jimmy G that he didn't do so hot. But it's great that you have a potential solid starter now. And hopefully, fingers crossed, he'll stay that way. Exactly. Because we, after last night, we're, we're not getting a high draft pick anymore. We're going to be in, like, 15-pick t- purgatory. Like, those picks, you know, that are, like, not quite playoff team picks, but, like, at the very end of the first round, mid players, where you're like, I still get to get a solid player, but I'm not getting myself like a solid quarterback unless someone like Lamar Jackson drops all the way down like he did in his draft, you know? Yeah. So that's sort of where it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. That's why I'm, I'm not, I'm, last night gave me hope and excitement for not like just the rest of the regular season, but I'm curious to see what he does next year. And I swear to God, if the Raiders decided to fire this coach, like they did Rich Basaccia last last year, mm, yeah, I, I, I mean, I might need to fold my grave because I I understand the frustration of losing three nothing, but this that was like the worst game last week could have possibly imagined, and then this was like the best game that last night they could possibly imagine. So like it was fun seeing all those touchdowns, but I'm fine with like a middle ground like i don't need to score the most points i did in franchise history almost like in franchise history or in 50 years like the raiders just did last night but i still don't want him to score three points and lose three nothing right you know i want a middle ground here now that's sort of where i'll take it as my two cents about what my takeaways are from last night and be like 
it's something I did not expect. I was I thought the Raiders could would win that. I thought the Raiders could win that game, but I didn't expect them to just blow them out of the water. Uh, I, if you if you would have gave me a hundred bucks and I could have bet on that, I'd be like, I'm t- you can have your hundred bucks back. I'm not <laughs> betting on that for my life. Uh, but it happened. It just transpired. Nice. Yeah, and um, it's interesting to see that's about that whole like head coaching situation too. Like I said, the coach y'all had, who I thought was doing really well, and then they were like, yeah, goodbye. And then, of course, this this season with Josh Daniels um, being ousted out not too long ago. So, do you think that was a good call? It sounded like... Oh, to get rid of Josh McDaniels? Let's put it this way. I I stayed up till 4 a.m. that night, right? Because news broke around 2.30. My mom's like, why you? Why do I hear laughing and happiness and tears of joy at two thirty in my my son's bed? Because <laughs> I was up for an extra hour after the news broke, just watching the watching. Because uh, if we, everyone knows doesn't know who, who what Chat Sports is, Chat Sports oh. is like a YouTube channel. I, I, this is actually something they have probably show on the Patriots too. But they have a they have like a designated show of like every single NFL team. Like they'll have Raiders Chat Sports. They'll have Patriots chat sports. They'll have Eagles chat sports. And what they are essentially is like it's an overall company, but then they'll have broadcasters like a YouTube channel and have analysts for that particular team. That's cool. So I was watching that 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 channel, right? I was watching that channel because because he's like the – they're usually like the first team to get like the team news because they cover the team individually. Right mm-hmm. before NFL breaks it, they, had, they already know it because – you know, it's like it's like watching like a Boston reporter do it. The Boston reporter knows what's going on before ESPN knows what's going on, right? Because yeah. someone has to report that to ESPN. Uh, right. Huh. Right. So like, so like, so I was watching that, right? So like, hypothetically, I was going to watch that. I might well go ahead and go to the YouTube channel later today and see what the reaction of the host guy was because he's probably ballistic out of his head, and I can't remember. The last time I was this happy was the day. Josh McDaniels was fired. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so that's my two cents. Bye bye, Joshy. Exactly. But so that was that was Thursday night football in a roundup. I'd never seen a that was probably the most complete showing the Raiders have have done since in five, at least five to six years. That was the best showing that they've ever seen. I've seen in probably five to six years, maybe 15 years. But hey, so that, sometime. Hey, it happens sometimes. It happens to the best of us sometimes. There's always be gonna be one game where you're like, I can't imagine this happening. You know, but with the reality of the situation, it's a Friday, it's feel good Friday. And I think we got a good sports slate for the rest of the weekend if you want to talk about that now for the rest of the night day. Yeah, and um yeah, my pats are playing uh tomorrow against Kansas City. So that'll be a fun watch because uh I think we're gonna lose, but it's okay. Um, I'll be rooting for you, man. I'll be rooting for you. Uh, and on top of that, um, news broke that uh, Bill Belichick's potentially going to be ousted as our coach at the end of the season. Um, so that'll be interesting. And then, don't know if you watched the Kansas City game at all last week, or probably heard about it anyway, where um, the very, very last play. Um, oh. Wait, hold up. I'm just getting breaking news right now. Oh. After last night's beatdown, the Chargers have just fired 
their head coach as of right now. I just got the alert from ESPN right now. So we can talk about that if you want. Brandon Staley, head coach Brandon Staley of the Chargers and general manager Tom Telesco have been fired and released from their duties. Wow. Their GM and they just cleaned house just after that, after seeing that beat down in the game. That's crazy. Huh? I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's sort of what uh, on ESPN right now. That's huge. If you want to look that up and see what's going on there, you're more than welcome to. This is uh, uh, it's been swirling about if would would you fire him after that game? And I'm like, it was a beatdown. Uh, like, I'm sorry, but like whoever you are, the only man who could survive that beatdown potentially and live to tell a tale after the following day is maybe Bill Belichick. But <laughs> That's about it. So that's sort of the reports right now is that general manager of the Los Angeles Chargers and head coach Daly is out and ousted of his duties. Yeah, so um, just pulling it up now. So let me see. Ah, that's a big question too is who's up next? Yeah, yeah, I need to look at their coaching tree. Um, if I'm assuming what they do, I probably put the defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator within as the interim head coach. So just like the Raiders, I think I think the Raiders have found their head coach. I like who they have as the interim head coach, but it'd be interesting to see who they bring in, who the Chargers bring in the wheel, because it's another divisional opponent. Who they bring in for the in the offseason, right? Like, obviously, I feel like their interim head coach would probably be someone on the staff already for the last few games. But I'm, it's going to be an interesting offseason when it comes to what they do, like, personnel-wise for the coaching staff, who they want to surround Herbert with. Because Herbert is a talented, very talented player, as we all know. He just needs to get the right coach. And I, like, on paper, you're like, the Chargers should be contending for playoff spots and Super Bowls. So this was the right call for the charges to do. Heck yeah. Um, this also says too that they are gonna be looking for their third head coach since 2020. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah, they, they have not looked great. They have been in interpersonal carousel of coaches. Yeah, that's uh that's a sad, that's a sad, sad number. Um He's t- overall twenty four and twenty five as a record. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's like four and eight this year. Jeez. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a mess. And it, yeah, and this was also saying too, he wasn't willing to make a lot of changes, although folks above him were, and he never made any changes. So yeah, that's a. Well, the re- the reality is after last night's performance, I sort of woke up and I'm like, this is gonna happen. Like, I was, like, looking, it was all over social media that they were going to, like, that basically L- the NFL community was going to go ahead and go after his ass. Like, it, this was, this was not unforeseen. I think this was the right decision. This had to be the right decision, especially what ha- if you're a Chargers fan. After last night's, was, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, it was a beatdown. But, <laughs> like... How do you keep your job after what you lo- do last night after losing by almost forty points, thirty points? But yeah, yeah, that's um, 
definitely bad look on his part. So it was like sixty-three to fourteen, something like that, was the final score, and it's just it's just ridiculous. You you just can't have that as especially surrounding your franchise quarterback and wasting the talent of someone like Herbert. Uh, right. Yeah, I've got I've got about him too. Yeah, because he's gonna come back next year. Oh, sweet. Well, because he's done for the year. Mm. Boom. I know, right? Boom. So that's so that so that's uh, some interesting stuff. So I'm I'm gonna be doing. I might do have to do some research today or during this thing, figuring out what could be the possible uh replacement for Staley. Like, who would they think? And that's gonna be the. I think that's gonna be the tailing sign of what they're gonna do, because. I honestly don't know what they'll do because it's the Chargers. I know one of one of my buddies from college, he was a Chargers fan because he grew up in San Diego. And mm-hmm. um, so I need a I'm gonna probably text him today and see what see what he thinks about the whole chart about him being fired. And if I'm him, my only reaction would be thank God. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> free at last, free at last. Exactly. Same. Honestly, Staley was the equivalent of Josh McDaniels as a Raider coach, <laughs> in my opinion. Maybe worse. Absolutely. Because you could argue he had more talent than the Raiders had, and he still didn't know what to do with it. Like, you're, like I'm not kidding. Like, you have Keenan Allen, you have Herbert, and you have Austin Eckler on offense, and you have a cool Mac on defense. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, you can't waste all that talent. You uh, gotta make a playoff push. You can't finish four and ten, four and nine, four and eleven. You know you can't have all those records, and that's what they did this year. Uh, right. The nature of the game, right? Especially with all that talent, it's like having the, if the Patriots. You know, Belichick had like a record like that, and he had Brady in his prime. He had Randy Moss in his prime, and he had all these guys. You know, Edelman are in his prime. And if you showed up with a record like that, I'm sorry. Like I don't care who you are, but that's got to go. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for Staley to underperform like that. Uh, yeah. And, um, and this is coming from a person who's in their division. Right. And I, and I tell you that I am very sentimental where I'm like, yeah, that was the right call. Uh, yeah, which is uh, which is huge because I know if it was somebody like like the Jets or the Dolphins, I'd be like, ah, oh, whatever. Or especially the Bills nowadays, I'd be like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm like, because then I know I know the Bills has been one of our big rivals for the last few years, and of course, but like we were talking about last week, Baltimore trying to face Baltimore's. Oh my goodness, Baltimore looks good this year though. Uh, yeah, but now like we're in that somewhere boat too, where Belichick has a couple resources, one of them being Ezekiel Elliott, and again, like can't really can't really do anything with them. Uh, and then I keep forgetting we have Juju uh, Smith Schuster too. Yeah, like you don't have a bad offense. I think you need more weapons. Like Nikhil Harry never paid out, panned out for you guys. Uh, right, and that, that was, was a big swing in the miss. I thought he was gonna be a star. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was watching him at ASU, and I thought he was a stud. Yeah, I was definitely getting excited for him, and then nothing really happened. Um, exactly. But now, uh, there have been reports that Belichick might be done by the end of the season, um, which should be interesting. Yeah. And with the team for 
20 plus years now so yeah honestly like he he should i don't it'd be interesting to see if he does anything afterwards or if he just comes in as a consultant for the patriots and just have like a you know a signature like you know not really have anything in charge role but like has like you know like a fancy title where he doesn't have to do anything and he gets a paycheck like honestly that's what the patriots should do with him like they should get rid of him as head coach but like in honor of all the great years that you've done it, give him a fancy title, but like with no work to do, and just be like, "Hey, here's a paycheck you can collect on." Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Unless like- he wants to find out a coaching spot, and he really wants to coach in his seventies, you know. But the reality situation is like, I, I think the best years of his coaching is behind him. Uh, yeah, which was a great run. Uh, good times got to end at some point, and um, and yeah, and then on top of that. Did you see the last play of the Kansas City game last week? Where it was like oh, the Bills? Uh yeah, where they like Yeah the line. Uh Travis Kelsey threw a lateral lat- a lateral words and then ran to the end zone, but then they called it back and thought it was like a neutral zone infraction, I think was the call. Oh yeah. I think it was Kandarius Tony or someone like that who was offside. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, Pat Patrick Mahomes threw a huge sissy fit afterwards. And, he's, and uh, instead of uh, um, instead of Patrick, yeah, Mahomes, that man was crying on the L's. Like, I get your passion about the game, but bro, there's a certain point. Like, it's a it's a regular season game, you right. know. And the reality of the situation, like they played last year too, and the rate and the cheat the Bills beat the Chiefs then. But the issue that the Bills have is that they beat the Chiefs all the time in the regular season. But when they meet each other in the playoffs, they have to decide to buy a coin. And the rest is history. The Chiefs go ahead and go to the AFC title game while the Bills go ahead and feel like they are underperforming. So that's going to be... It's an interesting... I thought that was an interesting play because that was a great... It's a good call by the refs. You know, but they're going to talk about that in Kansas City for the next few weeks. Right. Yeah. And I thought, like, after looking at it, I definitely thought that he, you know, he was offsides. It definitely kind of looked like it. Um, and, yeah, the referees were sticking by it. They're like, yep, yep, he's he's offsides. And that's the call. Um, but, of course, afterwards, Patrick Mahomes went up to the um, um, quarterback for well, still Josh Allen, right? Yeah. One of Josh Allen was like, that's the worst effing call ever. Like, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And it's kind of funny. Josh Allen was just like, let's go. Okay, cool. Nice to see you. Bye. Like, um, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely some interesting things going on, uh, around the league. So, uh, a few good games ahead from, uh, from for this for Sunday. So we got three games on Saturday, I think, and then the rest is on Sunday. Uh, yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, here I'll pop the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for Saturday tomorrow, tomorrow's slate after that wicked Warriors game last night. Tomorrow's slate is going to be one o'clock on NFL Network. All these games are going to be on NFL Network for anyone who wants to watch these games for the net for tomorrow. But they are going to be one o'clock is going to be Minnesota and Cincinnati. Ooh. That's- that's gonna be an interesting game. There's a lot of buzz, especially with Minnesota coming off that three nothing win, uh, right yeah. against the Raiders. Like you're like, eh. 
Yeah, like yeah, they beat the Raiders. Okay, great, but it was three nothing. You know, so can the offense show up against a juggernaut of a Bengals offense? <laughs> you know, and then so that's me the one o'clock game. Then four thirty, I think you got Pittsburgh, and I think you got Indianapolis. If I if I'm not mistaken, yeah, that. I think that game is just that's just an interesting game. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I think those are both fringe playoff teams, but like you're like it's this is what you're this is where you're gonna be trying to you're gonna have those teams trying to differentiate yourself as a final playoff spot. You know, this is where you'll talk about like, okay, whoever wins that game, you're different the other team who loses is basically gonna not necessarily screwed, but it's gonna be less and less likely for the for that team to win. And go advance to the playoffs. So that sort of feels like a wild card game to me, honestly. Um, and then you got the night capper of Detroit and Denver. Oh. I don't think I'm watching that one. <laughs> That's gonna be like they're all they're all actually interesting games. I might just be like interested to see what Detroit does because they've not they've looked slow these past few weeks. So what I want to see from Detroit objectively is like show us why you're leading the division right show us why you're a top contender in this nfc that i want you to take this and i want you to take it and just take the game from the top just be an inferior opponent and beat them down because the broncos i think are inferior they just have looked a lot better these past few weeks but i just can't get out of my head the fact that they lost like 70 to 7 14 in week three and can't imagine that was like the same exact team that was played like these past few weeks you know uh, i get right. every week in nfl is different but like it's just hard to believe that's the same exact team right if you're wow. denver well you remember when denver got beat down like in week two right right yeah so like they've played well these past weeks denver so they've been trending up well if i'm gonna be honest detroit has been trending down so that's where I'm like, I think Detroit's the better team. But if we're talking about who's ascending and who's descending, it's probably ascending is probably the Broncos and descending is probably the Lions. So that's going to be a very interesting tomorrow night's game. Yeah, that'll be good. And then uh, looks like on Sunday, uh, we have Tampa and Green Bay, the Battle of the Bays. Battle of the Bays. Um, it's, a, it's a good bay. What can I say? The question is, which bay is better, north or south? Not bay. <laughs> hey, bay. Hey, bay. <laughs> so yeah, should be should be a good week ahead. Um, exactly, and I think oh, we got, I think we got bowl games also starting tomorrow too. Oh, okay. You know, college football bowl games, bowl season starting tomorrow. Yeah, nothing. Uh, yeah, I think let me look at the bowl and then so those are some of the NFL games that we want to start talking about and shine on for Sunday. Those are some of the things that we like to talk about. And then when we talk about the college football landscape tomorrow, um the scores like sort of the the aspect of it. So we all know the Army Navy game was last weekend, but this weekend you're gonna have about you're gonna have the FCS football playoffs. We all know, we all get it. I've even got suckered into that. But I would say we have we have about four bowl games, four bowl games tomorrow, five bowl games tomorrow. Yeah, we have five bowl games tomorrow, six bowl games. Jesus, yeah, tomorrow's gonna be our, 
Yeah, tomorrow's gonna be our late good a good slate of bowl games. I think we got seven bowl games as a total. Uh, I think Cal Cal is the night capper at ten thirty or nine fifteen on ESPN. And I think the game first game start on ESPN at eleven a.m. So you're gonna have games from eleven a.m. to like midnight, one o'clock. Oh my goodness! Huh? So it's gonna. I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna my my. For anyone who doesn't know, my parents are on a vacation right now, so it's just me in the house with my sister. <laughs> All I'm planning to do tomorrow is wake up around ten thirty, go ahead, get my food, get a few drinks. Eleven o'clock hits, <laughs> and then you know, sit in my couch until maybe one a.m. So, as a quick public service announcement. Do not go to your house tomorrow and do not interrupt Max. <laughs> exactly. But if you want to join me, if you want to join me, enjoy yourself, go ahead and you, I'll give you the address after this game if anyone who's interested. Right. But at that point in time, no, don't interrupt me. Right. <laughs> you can text me. My home phone might, my, 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 might or might not be on Do Not Disturb. I've not exactly uh, decided yet. But that's, that's sort of the slate for tomorrow. And I think there's a lot of good games tomorrow. If if anyone who knows me, I'm a Cal fan. I'm a Berkeley fan. So we play they play Texas Tech tomorrow. I think that's gonna be a sneaky game. I think that those are two good offenses. Defenses are meh. But the I would say Cal has their defense, so I would take Cal to win it, but that's gonna be a good game, I think, uh, as a nine fifteen on ESPN. Um and then anyone who has it is at 7.30. There's also UCLA and Boise State. Anyone who knows Boise State, you know, in the past, they're like, you know, upset gods. <laughs> they always have capable of deeps and teams. While UCLA has looked like they've taken a step back over what they had last year. They still have made bowl eligibility, but they're not as good as they were last year. So yeah. I think there's just, there's a lot of intriguing games. I think. I don't. What's your opinion, Jason? Yeah. So I've been getting a little more invested with the whole situation of Florida, where I guess they're now suing um, the whole like the system to the fact. Ooh. That, yeah. Just what's going it. on there? Um. Yeah. So they. Um, well. Um, so yeah, they're, they're pulling out a lawsuit saying that the judgment was unfair. The fact that oh. still crying about the fact that, Hey, we did so well, but we're not in it. And so, yeah, not only they, are they looking for money, money, but they're looking for answers too. So yeah, yeah that's the thing about Florida state is like, like I've watched Florida state. I've watched their, I watched the ACC championship game. Like anyone who watched that ACC championship game and said that Florida State was a top four team. Uh, right. Like it's not it's not possible. If anyone who doesn't know, I'm shaking my head no. Cause like <laughs> the whole reason why they looked so juggernaut earlier on, because they had Travis Jordan Travis under center. Without your main star quarterback, like any other sport, without your main point guard, without your main starting caliber player, star power player, you're done. You know, you're not the same team you were. This guy that they sort of put in is a freshman, but like he's a freshman quarterback. Like you're, he's gonna have some like lows and highs like anyone else. But the reality situation, they are not a top four team. I think they like 
I think everything besides their quarterback play would match up well with someone in the playoff. But okay. the reality situation, I think they got the best four teams in the playoffs. The only if Alabama did not look so good against Georgia, they might have got in. Mm, but Alabama looked good against Georgia. If right. anyone who watched the SEC championship game knew. Like Georgia looked like, you know, this is a Georgia team who's won two in a row and has looked like the number one team in the country for three years in a row. Got it. They looked unstoppable. And Alabama just came in to say, heck, screw it. We know how we looked against Texas, but, like, we're going to go in. And I thought before that result, I thought the whole – just I thought Alabama was going to be done. Because I was like, and they're going to put Florida State in. They're going to do the weaky thing and have no backbone and put Florida State in and put Texas in, which I agree with Texas. I think Texas should have been in a lock either way because they have the trump card over Bama. And, and all the Bama fans and all these SEC fans are like, bruh, like that was in week two. It still counts. That's still part of your body of work. All right. That's sort of how I look at it. And that was in a neutral site. It was not in Austin Stadium. It, I think it was the game was in a neutral state stadium. I think it was in, uh, it was thinking, I think it was even Bama. I think they, Texas beat them in Bama. Which makes it even more impressive now, looking back at it. Exactly. You know, what's your opinion on that fourteen playoff right there, Washington? The yeah, Alabama. Um, what's your opinion on that? You know, Alabama's been such a such a main player for so long. Uh, they've been so good for so long. Where, yeah, anytime that Nick Saban can get like overtaken is always an interesting game um and plus he's been there for like since the dawn of time so um so yeah no it should be should be interesting all the way around yeah yeah i'm sort of mapping out and i think i begin to do who, uh, who i think will win i think i think i think bam is gonna lose that, i think be- it's gonna be a good matchup but i think bam is gonna lose yeah, your your horse God's ears for sure. That'd be that'd be but, great. But I I think the matchup of the whole bowl season, there's there's so many good bowl games like outside that playoff, right? Starting tomorrow. But like that two three matchup, I'm looking at that. Michigan, I think it is. No, Michigan is gonna no Michigan's gonna play Bama, I think. Washington is gonna play Texas. And that Washington Texas game, that could be the game of the year. I th- like you got two, you got two stud offenses, two good defenses. Uh, the better quarterback, if I had to pick a better quarterback between Quinn Yours and uh, Penix, I think Penix is the best quarterback in the country. Go ahead and maybe Jalen Daniels. I think Jalen Daniels deserves the Heisman, and he he won it. But you know, I think Penix has a good argument for being one of the best players in the country. It's gonna be. I'm. I'm excited. It's gonna be a great couple of weeks when it comes down to it. I think the games are on New Year's Day, so we got some time, starting with all the bowl games that start tomorrow. But um, yeah, that's sort of my opinion. Heck yeah, faux show, faux show. So it looks like we got about three minutes left. Yeah. Do you have a? What What do you think about any of these? Uh, is there any games you're looking out for today or tomorrow? I'm rooting for the high point University Panthers. Anything that you like. I'm not talking about our all mater. Okay? 
Yeah, High Point University football team undefeated for over 50 years now. Because they yeah, have exactly like I I could talk about college basketball, but like the college basketball slate today looks trash. So I don't want to really have a conversation about that at all. Um, like if I had to pick a best game on the slate today, I, oh, the only game on the slate today I want to talk about quickly on the slate. If you're if anyone who's interested in college basketball today. I think the game, their number five UConn, the, the defending national champions, are going to play number ten Gonzaga at ten o'clock tonight. Oh, sweet! That's going to be on ESPN two. It's going to be everyone asks me if anyone wants to know why it's so late. It's because it's in Washington, because it's in Gonzaga, Washington. Um, and the reality of the situation: these are both prolific offenses. I think UConn's favored by four as of right now. Um, but that's sort of if you, if anyone who's interested, I'm not condoning betting here, but anyone who who wants to bet in anything, uh, I would say I I would st- I, Gonzaga's gonna be the underdog, so there's that's not a bad bet. But my gut tells me I think UConn you can't argue with the defending national champions until proven otherwise. You know, that's sort of the way I look at it. You know, yeah. same thing with Georgia. It's like until Bama beat Georgia, I'm not going to argue with Georgia fans because they're the two-time defending national champions. So unless until they lose, you know, I'm yeah. not going to argue with it, right? We can bet on the fact it's going to be a great game. Yeah, because I think UConn's nine and one with only loss to number two Kansas by four o'clock, four by four on the road. Oh, that's-, that's their only loss on the year. They beat number 19 Texas by double digits. They beat number nine UNC by double digits, and now they're going to go to Gonzaga. Oh my god! The only way I would say Gonzaga wins this game, the benefit if this game wasn't in UConn, this would have been no like nothing. But the fact that this is in Gonzaga gives Gonzaga a shot to win. Do I condone you betting on Gonzaga now? <laughs> but what I'm saying is that don't be surprised if Gonzaga just sort of sticks around and can make this ball game. Sweet. All right, so it's about our final 30 seconds. How do you want to wrap it up? So that's sort of what I want. So that's sort of where I think uh, sports is as for this week. You know, if we have any questions, we can go ahead and answer the monitor. But besides that, I think this is a good slate, and I can't wait to see what happens this week and talk about it next week. Yay, sport ball. Sport ball <laughs> is great. I love it. It's hey, 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 I love it. Sweet. So that's a wrap. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you in a good. Oh, Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why you had to hide away.